1: Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. It's Valentine's Day. That's pretty exciting. You know, later on in the program, my wife uh, and little baby daughter, Piper, they're going to join me here in studio. I've told you this before, but my wife and I, we met right here in this newsroom. In fact, if I were to stand up and stick my head out the door and look to the right, I'd be able to see her desk. And that was a desk I used to pass by very fondly when she was here working. Uh, So we're going to tell our story. Thanks for indulging me. I think it's a sweet story. You may uh, as well, but that'll be later on in the program. Right now, we're going to talk with Matt Gephardt here on his fifth day at KSL. Fifth day. Uh, I I haven't
2: turned off my badge yet. How do you feel so far? Pretty cool? So good. I feel so good.
1: Now, you've got a story for today, a Valentine's Day story. It deals with some fraud. Yeah. uh, But it also deals with romance.
2: It it all starts with romance, and it's basically people using love in order to rip people off. Uh, So, yeah, we... we, uh, It's nothing new. This shouldn't shock anybody. Sometimes people online don't tell the complete truth about who they are. Uh, And, you know, we're not talking about padding resumes here. We're talking about, you know, basically people saying, you know, socially engineering people into falling in love with them. And then ultimately, like you might with your spouse, being willing to share money and share things like social security numbers, uh, people being duped into thinking that they're in this loving relationship and giving over money and giving over. Given over uh, stuff.
1: These types of lonely hearts type scams, and that's the, that's the phrase you hear associated with it. it, it goes back to well before the internet. Sure. Uh, but now that we've got the internet, we've got apps, there are more diverse ways to communicate. There are also more uh, and advanced ways to deceive.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And social media has made it. I mean, really. So what our investigation found is that it went from a troubling scam uh, a couple of years ago, to the new numbers out uh, that we got uh, at KSL TV, the new numbers show that it is the number two money loss for Utahns. So, of all the scams that ripped people off in the state of Utah last year in 2019, people who thought they had fallen in love and sent money away to their supposed lover, Jeez. yeah, was the number two cost Utah's 1.5 million dollars. I and mean, wrap your head around that: 1.5 million dollars last year.
1: What was the just about a, a curiosity? What was the number one?
2: Number one was uh, uh, hacking, basically, yeah. Uh, so, social engineering into your sure. into your. Uh, uh, you know, what, what are the tactics used? What
1: are the what are the bad guys doing to these uh, poor folks? Looking, well, for love?
2: They're, they're signing up for profiles. They're getting on the dating apps and the dating websites, and they're signing up for profiles, and then they're just meeting people and and talking to them, and you know, they're these are social engineers. They're you know uh, just convincing women and men, uh, as the case may be, that. They're in a relationship, and then the most common one seems to be, "I'm overseas, or I'm in this situation, and I just need. You know, I'm I'm working on. We saw one that was, I'm working on a coal mine, uh, and I just have to be able to buy myself out of my contract. And as soon as I buy myself out of my contract, I can get to you, and we can be together. Mm -hmm. But I don't have the money. Can you send me the money? My dad's a
1: newsman out on the East Coast, and yeah. he covered a story last year, and it had to do with a, an older woman, uh, a, a widow, and she had uh, linked up with this member of the military.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. He's off overseas fighting for freedom and all, and he was real fond of this woman, and yep. he would send her all these flattering emails and pictures of him in the field and his gear, uh, but then he got to, his deployment time came to an end, uh, but oddly enough. For him, he had to get himself home to the United States. You know, his commanding officer didn't have the resources. (laughs) He just didn't
2: have room on the giant airplane to get his home.
1: And so you can see where this goes. He uh, just said, listen, I need this money for that and this money for that. And when all is said and done, you and I will be together. Uh, Anyway, she uh, ended up up being taken for thousands of dollars.
2: We, uh, We talked to the FBI as we were looking into this story. And one of the things that the FBI told us, they told us a tragic story about somebody here in Utah last year who fell in love. And via the various social engineering things, ended up sending away her entire life savings, about $400,000. And that wasn't quite enough, uh, you know, to to help him with this and to help him with this bill and that bill. And don't worry, because this guy has lots of money as soon as he gets done with his contract or whatever. He'll have lots of money to pay her back and... Live Once they're married, they'll live together forever, and she'll have a giant rock on her finger. And she was actually duped into then, the FBI tells us, duped into then going and getting a reverse mortgage on her house. So she not only went from life savings gone to now, she has debt on her house that did not previously exist. Jeez. Where are the perpetrators located? Are these local folks? Or do they have like little farms where they, they all get together and collaborate? Where are the bad guys? Mostly West Africa. Mostly West Africa, um, p- out of the reach of the FBI um, and you know, kind of beyond the, the scope of, of what the FBI is really terribly worried about. I mean, they do have they have a whole unit, uh, and, and you'll see them in our story coming up tonight at uh, six o'clock on KSL Five TV. Um, they have a whole unit dedicated to fighting cyber crime, um, but so many of these are are taking place just kind of out of the reach of U.S. And U- U.S. law enforcement. And I asked the FBI, like, go over there, get them. Why can't you get them? And you know, they're just. All they can do, they have no jurisdiction there. All they can do is rely on these governments and in some cases, these are the kind of governments that are dealing with stability issues within their own countries. Sure. They don't really have time to run down to Internet cafes and start busting the people who are ripping off Americans.
1: In, in lieu of kicking down those doors and arresting the bad guys where we don't have jurisdiction, how do we safeguard ourselves? And I guess more specifically, how would we, if there we have a family member or a friend who may find themselves in uh, one of these circumstances,
2: how do we help them uh, n- You know where the danger is? I I hate to say, you know do your homework yeah. uh, you know uh, but but really it all comes down to sort of the the um red flags just being on the lookout for those red flags right so you're going to be looking out for anybody who refuses to meet with you now that's weird right because i know people who have fallen in love online and they didn't meet and they're married and have children i, I have friends who are like this yeah. um and so uh, but but so one of the but one of the things they'll tell you, be wary of somebody who can't meet you in person. Be wary of anybody who's asking for money. But, again, you give your spouse money, right? So it's not – that. that's, I think, one of the reasons sure. these scams work is because the red flags are also the kind of things that wouldn't necessarily be red flags if you were in love. Mm-hmm. Matt Gephardt, grateful to you for your time. Uh, Tell me again where we can see this story tonight. Tonight, 6 o'clock, Valentine's Day on KSL 5 News. Very cool.
1: Thank you so much. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Appreciate it. You too. Uh, Listen, next up on the live mic, we're going to talk about a story that started uh, in late January. It has to do with a piece of legislation which would have, if enacted as originally intended, it would have prevented all minors from accessing commercial tanning beds. It was introduced by Brad Daw, uh, and he presented that on the floor of the house, and it was defeated. And yet, why are we talking about it today? Well, it turns out there are some procedural methods to be used which can revive and bring back from the dead uh, defeated House bills. It's a fascinating little uh, quirk in the in the procedure. I'm going to share it with you next. I'm going to talk to you about the debate that took place on the floor of the Utah House regarding this tanning bill. A debate that's already happened. A vote that's already been cast. A bill that's already been defeated is back being debated again and in fact, it passed yesterday. I'll tell you how it all happened next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.
0: Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids
2: doing what teenage kids do.
0: When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.